Second Samuel chapter five. I'm going to be preaching from Second Samuel today, all day. Five and six. I'm going to start here with five. And those of you that want to hear the second part, amen, it'll be there for you whenever you get ready to hear it. Amen. I understand that they don't want to hear the same dog barking twice. Amen. So maybe uh, sometime in the week when you have time, you can hear the conclusion of the matter. Gracious God, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We bless you for your steadfast love that rests among your people. This morning in the Philippi church, we ask that you would have your way. Speak to the hearts and minds of your people and not just in the house, but those who are connected to us virtually. Those who will hear at another time, may the anointing rest heavy upon this word. And may we see the fruit of it manifest in our lives. This is a day where your word must go forward. There is a famine in the land and it is not just for meat or drink, but it is for the word of God. Feed your people your word. Anoint your vessel that I might be able to stand here and boldly proclaim what you have given me. And I thank you for those that will be blessed thereby. Let this word fall on good ground that it might take root and do the hearers good. You said one would plan and another would water, but you give the increase. And so we thank you, God, that seeds will be planted in this place. Seeds will be watered and increase will be given by you. We give your name, praise, honor, and glory in advance. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. And all of God's people said, amen. Second Samuel chapter 5, and I want to lift up the first uh, four verses. Then came all of the tribes of Israel to David unto Hebron, and spake, saying, Behold, we are bone, or we are thy bone and thy flesh. Also in time past, when Saul was king over us, Thou was he that led us us out and brought us in or led us out and brought us in Israel. And the Lord said to thee, thou shalt feed my people Israel and thou shalt be the captain over Israel. So all of the elders of Israel came to the king of Hebron and and King David uh, made a league with the king, uh, with them in Hebron before the Lord. And they anointed David king over Israel. 
David was 30 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 40 years. Uh, just to be clear, we'll, we'll add in verse 5. In Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months. And in Jerusalem, he reigned 30 and three years over all Israel and Judah. We thank God for the reading of his word. I want to tag this text this morning, too favored to be forgotten. Come on, I want you to declare this. Say, I'm too favored to be forgotten. Come on, say it again. I'm too favored to be forgotten. God favors me too much to forget me. I want to lift this by the spirit of God. David comes on the scene as a young man. David is noticeably favored by God. We notice from the very beginning that there was something special about David. He's got the hand of God resting mightily upon his life. Uh, this is important that you uh, hear this word because David has the gracious hand of God resting upon him. But, but I want to declare to you this morning that David is but a symbol for all of us who have been adopted into the family of God through the blood of Jesus Christ. I want you to understand that all of us who belong to the family of God have this in common. God favors us. I need you to hear me. I said all of us have this in common when we belong to the family of God and that is that God favors us. Come on, every born again believer is a part of the favored family of God. Come on, that's why whenever you're in God's family, you never have to be jealous of somebody else's favor because everybody in God's family is favored. Oh, come on here. I know we, we, we uh, don't like to own and acknowledge. We want to act like that some got it and some don't. But I want you to understand that God favors all of his children. Everybody that God saves, everybody that God sets free, he favors. Oh, come on here. I know it because the very act of deliverance, the very act of setting you free, amen, proves the favor that God has placed upon your life. The fact that he saved you from sin and took your name off of hell's roster and put it on heaven's roll is evidence that God favors you. Now I want to lift this because when God favors you, I want you to know that he will not forget you. Come on, whatever God favors, he will not forget. Now I need you to hear it by the spirit of God that when we talk about favor, favor is when the blessing of the Lord is on you. I'm talking about the blessing. Uh, come on, it, it encapsulates 
all of the goodness of God. Amen. Praise God. The good hand of God upon your life. I want you to understand that when you are favored, the blessing of the Lord is upon you. You, you, you see it. I'm talking about favor. Even as the Lord speaks to Israel in the old covenant, you shall be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed in your coming and your going. Come on, you shall be above only and not beneath. I'm talking about the favor of God. See, favor is a state of blessedness that God releases upon your life. It is the good hand of God resting upon the human vessel. Come on, favor is what causes you to overcome the odds. Favor is what causes you to remain fruitful even in a famine season. Favor is what causes you to keep producing even when you're facing problems. Favor is what takes you from the pit to the palace. Favor is what turns obstacles against you into opportunities for you. Come on here. Favor will cause doors to swing open that no man can shut. Favor can shut a door that no man can get in. Yeah, favor will cause you to stand in great places. Favor will give you an audience with kings and queens. Favor will cause great people to seek you out. Oh, come on here. Because, you know, favor just won't cause you to stand in front of great people. Favor will make great people seek you out. Come on, I'm talking about what happened to Joseph. He was in his prison bed when Pharaoh sent for him. God, when he favors you, will cause your name to land in large places. Favor is what keeps the scale tipping in your favor. Oh, come on here. That, that's what I'm talking about. Have, there's anybody in here, you ever notice that even when you're in something, that, that before it's all over with, the scale starts leaning in your favor. Oh, come on here. That's what favor will do for you. It'll cause the scales to lean in your favor. See... Favor belongs to the people of God. The, the, the blessing of the Lord is on us. We are the redeemed of the Lord. We have been saved by his blood. We have been delivered by his power. We are a part of the favored family of God indwelled by the Holy Ghost ambassadors for the kingdom of God come on here and I want you to know both corporately and individually the favor of God is on us now because the favor of God is on us I want you to know that God can't forget you Listen to the words of Isaiah 49, 15, and 16. God declares, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? God says this, that's not common, but though she may forget, even if that were possible, God says, I will not forget you. I will not forget my people. God says, watch this. 
I have engraved you in the palm of my hand. Your walls are ever before me. I need you to get this here. God says I can't forget you. I won't forget you. God says just to remember you, I have engraved you in the palm of my hand. Come on here. I'm here to tell you. Come on here. Not only is the hand of God upon you, but you are in the hand of God. Somebody give him praise right there. God says I have engraved you in my hands. And I can't forget you. You are the beloved of God. And you will never be forgotten. This is what we see manifesting in the life of David. This is something here because uh, as you look here in, in, in 1 Samuel 16, and I'm working uh, up to where I'm going here. Uh, when you look in 1 Samuel 16, you notice when David is introduced to us, the powerful hand of God upon his life. This young man is divinely brought onto the scene of scripture by God himself. I'm talking about David. God brings him onto the scene divinely. I'm telling you here, it's amazing the place that favor will bring you on to. See, we know that the prophet Samuel comes to Bethlehem of Judah and he is instructed by God to go to the house of Jesse. And there he is sent to anoint a king over Israel. God is tired of what Saul is doing. And even though Saul is still holding the position, he's already been fired. God tells Samuel, stop crying over spilled milk. And I want you to go and anoint me a king. I need a man after my own heart. I need a worshiper. I need somebody that is connected to me. And God uh, sends him to the house of Jesse when the prophet comes walking through town everybody's scared because they know that the Samuel has the word of the Lord they want to see what kind of word is he going to drop do you come in peace or do you come in judgment he said I've come to anoint a king and he comes to the house of Jesse and tells Jesse to make ready now Jesse does indeed make ready. He goes in to his son, seven of them to be exact, and he says, get your finest on. One of you today is going to be selected and anointed as the king over Israel. And, and the Bible says that Samuel now comes into the house of Jesse, and they're there uh, for the anointing ceremony. And when Samuel begins to go down the lineup of day of Jesse's seven sons. He gets there and he puts the oil of the over them, and the oil will not release upon the heads of any of them. They look kingly, but the oil will not release. They look stately, but the oil will not release. They got the look, but they don't have the favor. They got the look, but they've not been chosen. Come on here. And Samuel says, I know what God has told me. And God had to rebuke the prophet because every now and then your eyes can fool you. 
Even Samuel looked at the boys and said, I know one of these is going to be the king. They look like kings, got the statute of kings. And, and God says, man looks on the outward appearance. But God looks at the heart. Now what you better be glad about that God ain't like man. Now Samuel says I've gone through seven and I know God sent me that the king would be among the sons of Jesse and God can't lie. Come on. This is something that you've got to get here. Jesse's sons have been standing there, all of the boys dressed up and shocked. Come on, because you know you know you're so sure you're gonna get it. They got on nice clothes and all. They have the look, but no oil. They have the figure and the stature, but no oil. Come on here. And what is the clothes with no oil? God never takes back what he said. Whatever God speaks, he's always sure. When the oil would not flow, we hear the, the, the prophet Samuel asking of Jesse, do you have any more sons? I've seen seven. Uh, yeah, I do have an eighth child. You know, seven symbolizing completion that th these are all, you know, that eight one is the extra. The one not necessary, the one not needed. God says, sin for him. Matter of fact, put the party on hold. Get your hands off the chicken wings. Don't nobody touch no hors d'oeuvres. Until David gets here. They had to get him from the sheep field. And when the when 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 David comes in, he's not looking like everybody else. But can I tell you this? When your time comes, favor will find you. <laughs> Even if they don't invite you, favor will find you. Folks got some nerve not inviting you to a party that God set up for you anyway. <laughs> How you gonna keep me from my party? <laughs> See, David 
does not look like the rest of them. They, 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 they were dressed in the best, but David comes in dressed in shepherd garments, smelling like sheepdog. They're washed up and groomed, but David is likely sweating and smelling. David was not the one that they had considered, but he was the one that God had chosen. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that God will choose you even when they won't consider you? It was David that the oil of God flowed on. Come on. This is it here. Calm down. Can't nobody steal your anointing. Hush up now. Hush that up. Come on, I, I hear too many folk, amen, on Facebook and in the pulpit and everywhere else talking about somebody trying to steal their anointing. If they can steal it, it ain't yours. <laughs> Come on, there were seven that had the opportunity. If the all could be stolen, there were seven that had the opportunity to get it. Lay down and rest what God has for you is for you come on here they may not remember your name but you've been favored by God and you're too favored to be forgotten lift your hands right there open your mouth and say I'm too favored to be forgotten Even when they don't include you in the lineup, the favor of God will put your name on the list. Come on here. David was not invited because see, this is the thing. They don't have to invite you in order for God to elevate you. Come on here, baby. You are too favored to be forgotten. And when due season comes, when the time gets right, can nothing keep you from what God has your name on. So this is it here. Number one, you are on the mind of God and you are included in his plan. Come on, David was on the mind of God. See, you may not be on man's list, but you are on God's mind. Come on here. And you know, the, the more I think about it, I'd rather be on God's mind than man's list. Come on, some of us mess up because we're so busy looking for people to put us somewhere. Baby, but let me tell you, when the hand of God is upon you, he will help you to get wherever you need to go. Somebody give him praise, honor, and glory right there. You don't have to be considered by men to be chosen by God. God will select what men reject, and I'm glad about it. God can promote the very one they put down. This is it. Just like David, you are on the mind of God and you are in the plan of God. And I don't care what anybody says. When God 
God has a purpose for your life, he's going to bring you into it. You are on the mind of God. You are included in his plan. You are called according to his purpose. Nobody can keep you out of what God has ordained for you to have. They're not strong enough to halt what God has ordained for you to have. See, see, David was not invited nor considered, but that didn't stop him from being chosen. And you may not be invited or considered by men, but none of it, none of that will stop you from being chosen by God. I don't care what they do to you. One thing they cannot do is unchoose you. Come on, out of all that you did, you couldn't unchoose me. This is it. That God had his hand on David. The blessing and favor of God was upon him. And see, I want you to know you are too favored to be forgotten. You are anointed to overcome every challenge. See, they may attempt to block you, but they can never stop God from blessing you. Come on here. Nothing can successfully block you when God has purpose to bless you. You've got to learn how to rest in God. When it's your time, it's your time, and nothing can block what God is determined to bring forward. Come on, lift your hands. Say, I'm too favored to be forgotten. Come on here. Lift your hands in the Holy Ghost. Say, I'm too favored to be forgotten. And look at somebody. Tell them you can take that to the bank. That's good for business. So, so this is something here. Uh, number two, th this is what I want you to get. So, so we see David being chosen. But, but number two, I want you to look at this here that uh, uh, the, the next thing is that humility should rest upon the lives of God's anointed. Come on. Humility should rest upon the lives of God's anointed. See, God distributes his anointing to his people. David was anointed, and I love it here because in, in second uh, Samuel, or uh, in rather first Samuel chapter 16, when the oil flowed upon David, the Spirit of the Lord, the Bible says, came upon him from that day forward. And guess what? When David was anointed, he returned back to the sheep field. He was anointed king, but he went back and did shepherd work. He had a king's anointing, but he humbled himself to do a shepherd's assignment. Come on here. Come on, because this is the thing here. See, God is the one that anoints us. He grants us his enablement to do what we do. God is the source of the anointing. I know I'm right. Go and read. Amen. John, 1 John 2 and 20. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. Where did the anointing come from? 
the Holy One. It is God who anoints. And God's anointing has been given to God's people. But let me tell you something about the anointing. God's anointing does not make men arrogant. I need somebody to grab this here. I'm going to help you if you listen and feed on what I'm telling you. I said God's anointing does not make anybody arrogant. You are never anointed to be arrogant. God's anointing does not make men arrogant. That's your flesh. They could regard the anointing if you would just drop the arrogance. <laughs> Have you seen some people that ain't the anointing? It's the arrogance in the way. See, arrogance is never complimentary of the anointing. Come on here. This is for all of you as God starts elevating you that you don't start as the old saints say, smelling yourself. Because you're going to keep needing power. The anointing is of God. And see, arrogance is an enemy to the anointing. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. Come on here. Look at somebody tell them arrogance is an enemy of the anointing. It's hard to flow in God when you're full of yourself. I just said, some of them say that again. I said, it's hard to flow in God when you're full of yourself. Come on, it's, it's hard to walk heavy in the spirit when you're full of yourself. Every time I stand up here, I am reminded, God, I need you. Do you know how much praying I do from Clayton to Wilson and then Wilson to Greenville and then come to the church and pray some more that God what you've been doing the last 30 plus years I need you to do it again this morning. I need you to stand up in me because I can't do nothing without you. I need your help. I need your enablement. People can't get free until you show up. Things can't turn for the better until you move. God worked through me. Listen here. I'm hear what I'm saying by the Spirit of God. God's anointing is a product of God's grace. I said God's anointing is a product of God's grace. I am anointed by grace. I love that Paul says, I am what I am by the grace of God. Come on here. Paul was a man that was able to speak in 14 different dialects. He talks about, amen, his pedigree. He talks about his lineage among the Jews. Come on here. But he says, I am what I am by the grace of God. It's grace that gave me this anointing. Now, one of the greatest errors of the modern day church is that we think we produce the anointing. That's what makes us arrogant. Now, I'm going to get in some trouble. 
but I came back up now. I'm out here too far. So, so, so sometimes we miss it. And see, when you start thinking the anointing is the, that you're the source of the anointing, then, then, then it starts building a pride in you. Come on. So, so, so we'll start talking about what I did. I got this anointing. You don't know what I did. I suffered for this. I prayed for this. I, I paid for this. Then what did Jesus do? Jesus paid it all. How did you get in the picture? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me today. Come on here, because I'm cutting against, amen, religiosity. When you read the scripture, come on here. It is clear, come on here, that Jesus, God, is the source of the anointing. Now you get me one scripture and show me where the Bible said you paid for an anointing and then we can talk. Come on here. Y'all don't want to hear no book. Come on here. What humbles us? Understanding that the anointing is by the grace of God. Come on here. When you understand the source of your anointing, it ought to automatically humble you. Come on here. See, and, and what I'm trying to do here, I'm not trying to uh, create a bunch of religious people here. I want people to be biblically literate. Come on here. Because when you're biblically literate, you can win in life. Come on here. It's not up to you to go out and say what you heard. It's up to you to go out and say what God said. <laughs> lift your hand and say I'm anointed by grace come on lift your hand and say God is the source of my anointing come on here if you're the source of it it's only going to be temporary come on here I know this people can oil you but it takes the Holy Ghost to enable you do you hear what I'm saying they can drench you come on they can soak you but it takes the spirit to anoint you and what I love about David is that the anointing that he received from God he never used it as an opportunity to be arrogant so what are you saying that's preacher well when God anoints you you ought to dress yourself in the garments of humility I don't care how high God takes you you ought to be willing to work in the sheep field. <laughs> uh, God help us today. Come on here. This is the problem with the modern day church. I'm anointed. They ain't using me. They don't recognize my gift. Are you serious? God called you and you accused men of blocking you? <laughs> All right, that's a Bible study. Lord, help me to stick. 
so so the, the kingdom way is not like the way of the world see see humility is the most becoming garment for God's anointed vessel no matter what God calls you to do go bathe yourself in humility I never want to get so big that God can't use me. So the kingdom way is not like the way of the world. In the way of the world, if you want to go up, you have to keep climbing the proverbial ladder. Come on, even if you got to pull a few folks down. Come on, it can get mean and nasty when you're trying to get on top of the world. But see, the kingdom way is not like the way of the world. In the world, you have to climb your way up. But in the kingdom, the way up is down. Lord, have mercy. I'm preaching better than you responding this morning. I said in the kingdom, the way up is down. If you want to be elevated, you got to get lower. Somebody hear me here. When you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God in due time, God will elevate you. Oh yeah, you can get there on your gears. Oh yeah, you can get there by kissing up to people. But if man puts you there, it's easy for him to pull you down. But when God puts you there, ain't no man can pull you down. Lift your hands and give him praise. Lift your hands and give him glory. Baby, you got the favor of God. And when it's your time, it's your time. Come on, say, in the kingdom, if I want to go up, I got to learn how to get down. Come on, say the kingdom way. If you want to go up, you got to get down. <laughs> See, when you humble yourself, God will start elevating you. When God finds you on your face, down in prayer, down in worship, down at his feet, that's when God begins to move in your life. And let me tell you something here. I've seen a lot in the last 30-something years trying to preach this gospel. But the biggest lesson I've learned is to stay at the feet of Jesus while people trying to figure you out. Stay at his feet while they're fighting for position. Stay at his feet while they're wrestling over titles. Stay at his feet while they're looking for the next big wonder. You stay at his feet because everything you need to find will be at his feet. Everything that you need to go forward will be at God's feet. Everything you need for your future will be at God's feet. Stay right there in the presence of God. In his presence is fullness of joy. And his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's why I feel like David. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell 
in the tent of the wicked for a day in his courts is better than a thousand on the outside. Do I have anybody here who loves his presence? Do I have anybody here that found favor at the feet of the Father? If you hang at his feet, you're bound to find favor. Lift your head, open your mouth, let them fight. You stay at his feet, let them try to be famous. You stay at his feet, favor is released at the feet of the Father. I'm going to humble myself at his feet. Come on here, give him praise, give him glory, give him honor, give him adoration. Somebody praise him, I'm favored, and I don't have to compete. I'm favored, and I don't have to envy. I'm favored, and I don't have to knock anybody down. I'm favored, and I will not be forgotten. What God has for you is for you. You watch what I tell you. There's a whole lot fighting against you. But favor is working for you. And favor is greater than every one of your foes. The hand of God is on your life. And I've come under the anointing of the Holy Ghost to make a declaration to every listener. You're too favored. You're too favored. You're too favored. Oh, you're too favored to be forgotten. Do you believe it? Lift your hand. Open your mouth. And put a praise right there, right there, right there to favor to be forgotten. Humility is a magnet for divine favor. You want favor to be attracted to your life. Humble yourself. It's not the anointing that cost. It's discipleship that cost. If you read the Bible, it's not the anointing that cost. Jesus says what cost is to be my disciple. That's why you need the anointing so you can handle what it'll cost so you can keep going after you go through the cost come on here the cost is in following jesus the anointing gives you the grace to keep on following come on here this is it here this is my statement for the record that the cost is in discipleship not in the anointing God paid for your anointing. Oh, but you're going to pay a price for your discipleship. <laughs> That's why Jesus said, before you get out of here, count up the cost. 
So this is it. Divine favor is attracted to humility. The path of the humble depends on the Lord. Why, why is humility necessary? Because when you are humbling yourself, you're saying to God, I need you. <laughs> humility welcomes God's help. Humility needs God's help. I can't even walk without you holding my hand. I need thee every hour. I need thee. David went from a nobody to a household name because he was humble. He always needed God. Even when he messed up, he didn't stay there. He ran back to God. Come on, when, when you humble yourself, God will bless your life and your ministry supernaturally. And I know what I'm talking about. Everywhere I've got, it's because God has favored me. I ain't had to beg, ain't had to fight nobody, ain't had to do nothing underhanded. All I had to do is stay at his feet. There's an elevation that comes from the feet of Jesus that you can't get nowhere else. And when you can learn how to get down, then you can really witness what it looks like to go up. All right. Okay. This is it. This is the next one. Don't drop off. This is the next one. God ordains a process that prepares you for the greater things that he has for you. God ordains a process that prepares you for the greater things that he has for you. So you're on the mind of God and you're in the plan of God, number one. And then you got to remember that when God anoints you, you must clothe yourself in the garments of humility. Come on here. Come on. Because the anointing flows best in humility. Come on here. It's hard to fulfill your purpose and operate in pride. So this is it. This is it. But then God ordains a process. Come on here. Not, not for the anointing, but the process is to develop you. Ain't nothing wrong with the anointing. Ain't nothing wrong with God's oil. Come on, talking about purifying the oil. What you mean? Ain't nothing wrong. I mean, you know what? See, I'm gonna get in trouble, man. I'm gonna mess up. Let me, let me, let me say this. So, so here it is. It's not the anointing that needs. It's you. God's oil ain't contaminated. He was dealing with this joker right here. I, I felt you could swallow that better if I pointed at my chest. See, that's, that's what a loving pastor do. God says, I have to take you through a process because you need to be perfected. Come on here. Now, now watch this. I'm in the book because David is already anointed. 
come on he's already got the oil already returned to the sheep field he is anointed but he still needs to be processed <laughs> lord have mercy <laughs> So he's already anointed. He's got the oil. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Samuel came down. God didn't say go back and it got contaminated. Go back and clean it up. God didn't say none of that. The oil flowed. David has the anointing. And from that day forward, the Bible says the spirit of the Lord rested heavily upon David. Come on here. But with all of that Holy Ghost, he still needed processing. Come on. Because see, it, it ain't the problem ain't the Holy Ghost. It's that when God gives you the spirit, when you got the Holy Ghost, come on here. God wants you to bring your flesh under subjection so you can hear him. You can have all the Holy Ghost you want and he won't be you. A, he won't do you a bit of good if you don't yield. how much oil you got if you ain't obedient <laughs> come on here so so ain't nothing wrong with the oil it's me i gotta learn obedience come on because you know my problem is i mean all these years i'm used to calling shots and now you telling me to yield and this holy ghost gonna come and he gonna lead and guide what you talking about i've been doing that I don't mind he get me out of hell now, but you mean to tell me he want to tell me what to do? <laughs> See, the job of the Holy Ghost goes against human nature. <laughs> I said the job of the Holy Ghost goes against human nature. It cuts against the grain of human nature. Look here, because my tendency is to lead me. Come on, decision need to be made. You know what they say? You ain't got nobody but yourself. Right? So the world is pumping all this stuff in me. Do what's right for you. Do what you feel is right. Follow your heart. <laughs> and the Holy Ghost just sitting there. You going through all that. Know your heart be jacked up some days. You ought not even let that part your lips. <laughs> No, no, the word is not to follow your heart. It's they better led by the spirit of God or the sons of God. Come on here, you got the Holy Ghost so you won't have to follow your heart. Now, I don't have time, but if I could just pass the mic and talk to some of y'all on some of this follow your heart stuff and ask you where that landed you. <laughs> Some of y'all lost years of your life following your heart. Some of y'all ended up with psychotic jokers following your heart. Come on here. Some of the greatest hell that I had to walk through came from me following my heart. Lord, I'm helping the house this morning. So God 
God has to take you through a process. Come on here. Come on. This is something here. He has to, to train you. He has to get you ready because he wants to do something great in your life. But what does God want? He wants your obedience. God says if I can get your obedience, you can have my consistent blessing. Come on here because the blessing is attracted to your obedience. Come on here. Blessings hang out on obedience highway. Do you hear what I'm saying here? So God begins to put you where you need to be for your process. What is your process? It is the everything that God takes you through. That everything that God allows. It's everything that God uses to get you fitted for your purpose. To get you fitted for the greater things that he has for you. And guess what? That's good and bad. Come on here. Come on. It's not that God causes the bad experiences. God doesn't have to cause it to use it. God does not cause everything, but God can use everything. Come on here. That's what I praise him for. Some things God doesn't cause, but everything God can use. This is what I praise him for right here. He takes me through a process of purging and cleansing, getting my mind together, getting my attitude right, sanctifying my heart, bringing me to a place of maturity, building me up so that I can please him. Come on here. That's what God is doing. God has the foreknowledge concerning our lives. He's already seen ahead into our future. Somebody hit me right here. God says I've got to prepare you and mature you for the road ahead. See, God knows what your purpose in life will require because he designed it. I wish somebody would grab it. In the Holy Ghost, I said, God already knows what your purpose in life will require because he designed it. See, and that's the thing. God will show you sometime where he's going to take you, but he does not show you the process. Isn't it amazing that God showed Joseph the palace, but he never showed him the pit? When Joseph talked to his brothers, he didn't tell him I'm going to the pit. He just started talking to them about his dream of him ending up in the palace. But let me tell you something. God knew what it was going to take to get Joseph to the palace, to get Joseph ready for the palace, to get Joseph matured for the palace, to get Joseph fine-tuned for the palace. What does process do? It fine-tunes you for your future. Somebody hit me in the Holy Ghost. Lift your hands right there and say God is getting me ready it may look like it's not happening for me but I'm too favored to be forgotten God's getting me ready for a greater day God's getting me ready for a fresh manifestation God's getting me ready for a new place come on here he knows what I will have to face oh come on here he knows what I will come up against he knows who will come up against me somebody praise him right there God 
God has all the details of your destiny. God has designed the process so that you can walk out your destiny successfully. See, this is it. Never judge your life by somebody else's life. They are being processed for their own path and their own purpose. Come on here and give God a shout right there. You got your own process. God is preparing you for your purpose. Somebody give him praise right there. Come on here and give him praise. Why do you think you in here? This is a destiny call. You ain't just hooked up to Philippi. God put you under the right word. God connected you to the right house. God put you under the right leader. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because there's something he's going to do in your life. But it got to get you ready. Have you ever, as a child, been fascinated by your mom or dad's shoes? and you went to put them on or while they weren't looking you got an outfit you like pulled it out of the closet and tried to fit it and it kept falling off of you or you got in the shoes and they kept flopping tripping you because you were not big enough you had not matured enough to wear those clothes Come on here. Not saying that one day you wouldn't get there, but you had to go through a process of maturation. You had to go through a process. Come on here. Oh, that would get you ready to be able to wear them kind of shoes. See, God said, that's what I'm doing. I'm getting you ready for the clothes that it's going to take to walk into what's coming. Come on here. I'm preparing you for greater things. And see, none of us have reached the full extent of what God wants to do in our lives. Lift your hand and say, there is more for me. Come on here. And sometimes I say that and the devil said, that's all, all that is is words. But guess what? I'm too favored to be forgot. God ain't forgot the oil that he placed on me. I was minding my business. He called me. Come on here. Isn't that the words of Jesus in John 15 and 16? You didn't choose me. I chose you. While you out there chasing the dogs and cats, he chose you. And one of the things I love about being a child of God is that I'm not there yet. I am becoming. <laughs> to as many as received him to them gave he power to become come on what are you doing I'm becoming come on say I'm becoming come on say that say I'm becoming God is developing me for more and I'm becoming 
Come on here. He, he's making a more effective leader and I'm becoming a more effective communicator. I am becoming. I have not fully arrived, but I am becoming. I need somebody to praise him right there. Because see, there's some of y'all that they have underestimated. But guess what? You ain't seen the finished product. I am becoming. Right while I'm talking to you. Right while I'm sitting in this pew. I am becoming. There is a greater me in me that you have yet to see but I'm becoming him I'm becoming her lift your hands right there I need about 10 of y'all to get excited in the Holy Ghost and say I am becoming I'm not manifesting my greatest self yet but I am becoming God is making me I am becoming God is constructing me I am becoming God is molding me I am becoming you've not seen the best of me but God is bringing me baby I am becoming come on here that's why anybody that's gonna be my friend you got to allow me for change you got to allow me to change because I'm shifting I am becoming come on I'm not there yet Paul said not that I've already apprehended but I follow after I am becoming I have the power to become come on here I'm becoming stronger my broken places are being restored my hurts are being healed my perspective is being upgraded my tenacity is becoming more solid lift your hand and say I am becoming come on here I know you think I've been forgotten you've been in that same place so long look like you ain't getting nowhere baby I am I am becoming and there's work going on in me come on here that you don't see yet I need somebody to praise him right there I'm like that Malaysian bamboo you know the Malaysian bamboo come on here it's a plant that, that when it is planted the first work goes on underground for five years the plant builds a root system you can't see nothing going on over the ground they say you ought to chop up that plant you ought to pull it up that plant ain't done nothing yet come on here but they don't understand that before the plant grows upward it's got to get a good root system to sustain the growth that it's been anointed to bring I need a praiser right there and say they they looking at me thinking I'm in a rut but God is actually working on my roots y'all ain't saying nothing here cause my growth gonna be major my upgrade gonna be major and so I got to have a good root so that I can handle what God is about to release in my life somebody praise it come on here lift your hand and say he's rooting me cause I'm getting ready to receive what he has for me he's rooting me because he's about to release something greater into my life I need about 10 of you right there to put a praise on it there's some of you wondering what's going on looks like everybody doing everybody going everybody passing you by but God said look here I want you to know I'm getting you prepared on the ground I got to 
prepare you on the ground so you can handle the overflow. God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Oh, there's sisters in here, brothers in here, that God said, rejoice right now. I'm doing underground work. I'm doing underground work. I'm getting you ready. You have sown in tears, but you shall reap in joy. I want you to know I've not forgotten the oil that I gave you. When the time gets right, I'm going to release you into a greater place. Lift your head and your ladder and your ladder and your ladder shall be greater than your beginning lift your head open your mouth cry from your belly to favor to be forgotten to favor to be forgotten to favor to be forgotten somebody praise him right there right there right there rejoice while he works on your roots i said rejoice while he works on your root he's building you deeper deeper in prayer deeper in worship let him build you deep before he builds you high somebody praise him say he's building me deep before he builds me high oh come on here that bamboo that malaysian bamboo spends five years growing underground and in 90 days it grows up almost taller than everything around it when you get rooted it won't take long when god does the underground work he's gonna do it you're too favored to be forgotten come on here if you can handle the underground work then you can handle the overflow if you can handle the underground work you can sustain the overflow lift your hand i prophetically declare in this house he's getting you ready for something greater he's preparing you for an upgrade he's getting you ready for a first place and better is the end of the thing than the beginning seal it seal it seal it seal it with a shout of praise I see folk in here God's blowing your name I see folk in here his hand is on you don't you worry about what's happening with others give God the praise he's not through with you yet to favor to favor to favor to be forgotten seal it seal it seal it don't count me out i am 
to be continued. You are to be continued. They ain't seen the last of you. After the tears, after the pain, after the struggle, there shall be glory. There shall, Lord have mercy, there shall be glory. 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 After this, after this, after this, after this, after this, it ain't in vain. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the word of the Lord. For as much as you know your labor, your labor, all your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I see you in the future. You're looking greater than what you do right now. Better days ahead. I prophesy over your life. Better days. Better days. Better days. Better days. After this, put a prayer. Ah. 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 We got to quit, but I just need somebody with a 30 second praise to receive that right there. You are becoming. the Lord I am becoming a greater me lift your hand it ain't over yet you're too favored to be forgotten and when he have tried you you shall come forth as gold somebody seal I need a sealer right there. Oh. Oh, yeah. I need you to look at somebody, tell them we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere in God. Come on here, look back at them, tell them, we are becoming, we are becoming everything that God ordained, everything that God has purpose, everything that God desires, we are becoming it.
you are becoming a greater version of what God has created you to be. God said, tell my daughter, I see you, but I'm developing you underground. I'm getting your root system together. I'm building your root system. You've been saying, God, why so much pain? Why so much warfare? Why so many challenges? He said, I'm building your root system. And when I get ready, it won't take long. Just go ahead and praise him like you already got it. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. Everything that God said, everything that God promised, everything that God declared, it's got to happen. Ain't no maybe, ain't no might. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. And God's gonna give me grace to stand through the process. That's the next one. God's gonna give you grace to endure the process. Sift your head and praise Him right there. Don't let your discomfort cause you to drop out. When he has tried you, you shall come forth as gold. The tough seasons develop tough people. When you go through the fire, you won't be fly by night. When you go through the fire, you'll stand up to the fire. Lift your hand. When you weather the storm, you'll be stable. Lift your hand and praise God. God can use our toughest moments to set us up for his greatest blessings. Somebody give him praise right there. David went through many seasons. Dark days, had to run from Saul. Had to live in caves. Had spears thrown at him. Had enemies rising up against him. It was all his process. And some of y'all like that caterpillar. You start out crawling. But when you come out of this, you're coming out with wings. God's upgrading your whole method. God's upgrading your whole perspective. Come on here. As a caterpillar, all you could see was the ground. But God's getting ready to cause you to soar, baby. Oh, come on here. Lift your hand. Open your mouth. I said God's getting ready to cause you to soar. You've been through a cocoon season. But guess what? Everything you need is already in you. The caterpillar already got wings in it. He just don't know it. It takes the process to bring forth 
what's already in him and God said there's gifts in you that you don't even know about there's purpose in you that you don't even know about there's things I want to do for you that you don't even know about but when you come out of this when you come out of this I'm bringing it forth lift your hand open your mouth and give your God a shout right there this is it your feelings may be hurt the warfare may be great you may be understood you may be overlooked you may be rejected you may be misrepresented you may be despised somebody praising but that's all right baby you coming out of this with wings you coming out of this flying lift your hand open your mouth you get ready to soar in the spirit lift your hand and praise him right there I said the wings are already in the caterpillar he already got the stuff in him for wings it just takes the process to bring it forward and God said I already put the stuff in you I put it there and so I'm going to bring it forth because you don't even know all that's there come on not only will people be shocked but you're going to be shocked what God brings forth out of you come on some of y'all already shocked but baby that ain't nothing but the appetizer what you're doing now baby ain't nothing I'm telling you it's just the beginning better things are coming brighter days are ahead come on that's stuff in me and God is bringing it forth and I'm too favored to be forgotten he's bringing it forth every lie they told is bringing it forth every rejection I received is bringing it forth every time they misperceived my motive he used that to bring it forth every time you sit under this word tune into the Bible study he's bringing it forth no moment with God is wasted he said there's some wonderful things in you and I'm already at work bringing them forth and this is it right here God will cause his plan for your life to unfold at his appointed time I said God will cause his plan for your life to unfold at his appointed time now, now this is something here because David got the oil in 1st Samuel chapter 16 and here it is years later he's not coming to the fullness of what God said God made him a promise that he would be anointed king over Israel and now Saul dies the one who has the kingship you would have thought that David would have moved right in after Saul died. But the text says this Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, after his daddy died, took the throne. 
And for seven years, he held it. I need you to hear me here. What was rightfully David's for seven years, Ishbosheth held the throne. Now, this is something because David only had one nation, the nation of Judah. Out of the 12 tribes, only one recognized David as king. Come on, I'm telling you what's happening in our text. David has been for the last seven years holding one kingdom. Now, you know, a one tribe, there's 12 tribes, and David only gets one. This is it here. Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, holds the other 11. But what should David do? See, this is what I'm telling you here. You got to learn how to praise God for progress. You may not have the whole 12. But praise him for what you got. Everything may not be like you want it. But praise him for the way he's already made. Learn how to celebrate every step along the way. David does not take the throne for seven years. For seven years, the son of Saul, Ishbosheth, holds the throne of his father. Even though David has been anointed, David was promised 12, but all he has for the last seven years is one. And God says, Do not despise the day of small beginnings. If I said I'm going to do 12, I'm going to do 12. But learn how to praise me on the way there. Come on here. This is what I'm telling you here. You got to learn how to praise God on the way there. See, praise God for what he's done thus far. And every time you witness a move of God, you ought to make a joyful noise. Come on here. I praise the Lord for what he has done up to this point in my life. Come on here. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing me this far in my journey. See, see, David was faithful to God, and, and, and he was grateful to God for the one he had. Because at the appointed time, God's going to make it all happen. And this is it. Expect for God. This is my last one. Expect for God to fully bring to pass every word he promised. Come on here. While you shouting over the one you got, don't forget that God promised you 12. I dare somebody to holler, greater is coming, greater is coming. I ain't, I ain't talking no cliche neither. I need somebody to down in your belly will holler, greater is coming to my house greater is coming upon my life somebody shout right there greater is coming i'm here to tell you about the holy ghost pick up the prophetic word baby this ain't no cliche this morning i want you to know that god has scheduled you for greater every promise he made he's going to fulfill it in your life for seven years Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, fought David for seven years. He tried to block David, but the Bible said 
the end of seven years, God stepped in the picture. Seven is the number of completion. Seven is the number of finality. Seven is the number of perfection. And I've come to prophesy to somebody. I've come to tell you that God's about to complete some things on your behalf. God's about to finalize some seasons on your behalf. I've come to tell you that God's about to perfect some things that concern you. Lift your head, open your mouth. God said, tell you, you were not forgotten. You were too favored to be forgotten. For seven years, David held one. For seven years, he had one tribe. But when God got ready, Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, was removed. Whatever has been blocking your progress is being removed. Lift your hand, open your mouth, and give your God a shout right there. Some of this stuff, God's not going to block it. He's going to destroy it. I need you to hear me. I said some of this stuff, God's not going to just block it. He's going to destroy it. He said when you look at it, it shall be like nothing. You shall look at it and it'll be like it never happened. Won't even be a trace of what tried to stop you. Lift your hand, open your mouth, and give your blood a shout right there. Every word that he promised, he's bringing it to pass. They fought you, but God is about to finalize some seasons on your behalf. You're too favored to be forgotten. I declare that some of the stuff you've been fighting is being finalized. Don't quit. God's about to bring it to completion. Don't faint. God's about to finalize it in your favor. Don't you dare pass out. Be not weary in well-doing in due season. You shall reap if you faint not. Lift your hand. Open your mouth and give your God a shout right there. And just like that, God moved David from one to twelve. You talking about double? God can do twelve times more than what you have. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I need a praise. God can double it. God can triple it. God can quadruple it. God can do it. Twelve times greater than what you ever had. He did it for David. He started out with one, but God brought him into twelve. I've come to prophesy. Prepare yourself. 
for your 12. Prepare yourself for your 12. You praised him over your one. Now prepare for your 12. You dance over your one. Now prepare for your 12. You were faithful over your one. Now get ready for your 12. 12 times as much. Lift your hand. Open your mouth and seal it with a shout of praise. I dare you. You've been opposed, but that's over. God's canceling your opposition. Somebody praising. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, neighbor, God's not just blocking it. He's about to wipe it out. God's not just blocking it. He's about to bring it to nothing. Lift your hand. Open your mouth. Give your God a shout right there. Too favored. Too favored. Too favored. Too favored. Too favored. Too favored. I'll stop by Philippi to tell you you're too favored to be forgotten if you believe it this is the last time give your God a shout of praise whatever you got to do if you got a praise in here I need the praises on the floor I need the praises on the floor I need the praises on the floor shifting you to your overflow to favor to favor to favor to favor to be forgotten lift your hand open your mouth and give your God a shout right there I need about 25 praises that'll get on the floor right there right there 25 I need at least 25 that'll get on the floor and those in the virtual sanctuary how about joining us there's a favor release that's coming right now let it flow let it flow let if you don't need none I ain't talking to you but if you say God I want it get up under it get up under it get up under it the favor is flowing get under the flow get under the flow don't just look get under the flow there's a favor fountain being released get under it 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 no weapon formed against you shall prosper get under it get under it many are the afflictions of the righteous but the lord shall deliver you from them all get under it weeping may endure for a night but joy cometh in the morning get under it get under it the favor flow is being released Get up under it. Get up under it. 
Drench me, Lord. Drench me, Lord. Drench me, Lord. Take me from a drop and put me in the drench. Drench me with your favor. Too favored to be forgotten. All I need is 25 sealers and help me in the virtual sanctuary. Come on here at your house, in your living room, in your kitchen. There's a favor flow. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Get up under it. 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 Get up. Get up under it, yeah. Get up under it, right there, right there, right there, right there, right there. Drench me, Lord. Somebody just ask God, drench me with it. Drench me with it. Some of y'all ain't looking for a drop. You need a drench. Get up, get up under it. Drench me, drench me. From the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Drench me in it. Have your way, have your way, Lord, have your way. I'm done. It's now just on the praiser. You got to decide what you're going to do with this. favor to be forgotten you tell that devil I'm too favored may not look like it but watch me win <laughs> watch me win watch me win I said watch me win you might not support my journey but I do invite you to watch me win watch me win watch me win all I do is win, 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 win. All I do is win, 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 win. Shake the wounds. Win, win, win. Keep on worshiping. Win, win, win. God's about to work a wonder. Win, win, win. All I do is win, win, win. To favor to be forgotten. Who but not kale? 
hupanakeo. In all these things, we are more than conquerors, super conquerors. We win. Oh, it's all right. You ought to act like your future is bright. On my way to greater days. I'm too favored to be forgotten. When all my friends and family didn't know I'm becoming. You ain't seen the best of me yet. There's a me upgrade. A better me, a greater me, a more powerful me, a more committed me, a more sanctified me. Oh, and I'm becoming that me. Y'all watch, those of y'all that are just entering into these new ministries, I'm telling you, there's an upgrade on the way. God's bringing you more wisdom. God's bringing you more understanding. God's bringing you more clarity. God's bringing you more illumination in the scriptures because you're going to need it to minister to the people he's calling you to. And there's an upgrade for you. Yeah, praise him for your start out. Praise him for the things you're doing right now. But I tell you, that ain't it. He's getting ready to upgrade the whole platform. Some of y'all been praying for more wisdom. You've been obedient with what God has told you to do, but you've been praying for more wisdom. You've been praying for more understanding. You've been praying for more clarity. You've been, pray you've been praying that God would give you more to minister to the people with. And you are becoming that. You're becoming that. You're becoming that woman. You're becoming that man. You're becoming that vessel. If there's one today.